week two of the Piling Pay Dirt podcast. With Scott Lasher. Hello and good morning. Another weekend of college football is upon us. Week two is here. Some exciting matchups I want to talk about. Um, last night, Louisville absolutely obliterated FCS Murray State in the only college football game of the night. But of course, week one of the NFL kicked off and most people were paying attention to that, and rightfully so. The Detroit Lions went to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. They beat them 21-20 to in a great opening day for the NFL. But tonight, there's a game at 7.30 that I want to talk about. It's between the Illinois Fighting Illini and the Kansas University Jayhawks. Kansas enters this game as three-point favorites, and the total is sitting at 57.5. Last week, Kansas didn't need them. They beat uh, Missouri State 48-17. to But the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, their starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, is set to make his debut tonight. Not to be confused with LSU quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels. Jalen Daniels is the leader of the Jayhawks. He is still listed as dealing with back tightness. However, everywhere I can see, he is expected to play tonight. So that's a huge, huge get back for this Jayhawks offense. For Illinois, they needed a late field goal to beat Toledo last week. Um, Toledo is the favorite in the MAC conference, so I don't know how much weight you want to put on that. Um, they're good, man. I mean, Toledo has a good offense. They really do. Um, if they don't win the MAC conference, I'll be shocked. Quarterback to Quan Finn, he's a dual threat. He's really, really good. He's actually a good preview for you know Jalen Daniels, to be honest. He's, he gives a good appetizer for what Daniels can do. But jumping into talking about Kansas, the Jayhawks returned the most experience on offense in the entire country this season. Even without Daniels, last week they produced over 500 yards on offense. Now if you include Daniels being back, there's 10 starters from last year's offense returning. Daniels and his supporting cast can absolutely move the ball, uh, but this Illinois defense, it's got half of its starters back from last year, and that team led the nation in fewest points allowed per game. Now with that being said, they did lose a lot of key components, and last week, they did not look like the defense they put out last year, so that's going to be a point of emphasis for Illinois. Speaking on the injury report for the Jayhawks, I did mention that Daniels is still listed as questionable dealing with back tightness. Last year's leading receiver, Luke Grimm, he actually left the game last week against Missouri State in the first half. He's also listed as questionable for today, but as far as I can tell, they are expected to play. Um, I haven't seen anywhere definitively saying that they're definitely going to play or that they're definitely not going to play, but from what I can tell, everyone expects them to play, and so I assume that they're going to play. I'm going to hope they're going to play. I'm going to base my picks on the fact they're going to play. Anyways, speaking on Daniels specifically, he had an 18-4 to touchdown-to-interception ratio last season, and he threw for just over 2,000 yards with another 419 on the ground in nine games. They have a star running back in Devin Neal. He had 13 carries for 94 yards last week, and Illinois' defense gave up 186 yards against Toledo on the ground last week. So I expect to see Neal's carries go up. I expect to see his production go up. I think he's going to be a huge weapon for the Jayhawks in this game. And Illinois is really going to have to step up and stop him in the run if they're going to have any chance of winning this one. Defensively for the Jayhawks, Rich Miller and Hayden Hatcher each had a team-high seven total tackles, while Jareem Robinson had a sack, and Kobe Bryant as well as Quentin Lassiter each had an interception. 
Last week, Missouri State was only able to put up a total of 217 yards against this Jayhawks defense. Only 74 of those yards were on the ground. And I did mention they had a sack and the two interceptions. But keep in mind, it was an FCS opponent, so maybe take those numbers with a grain of salt. Interestingly enough, a slow start last week for the Jayhawks had them down 10-7 early in the second quarter. You may not be able to tell that by the, the final score because in the second half, they did come on. They only allowed 7 points in the second half, and they put up another 31 after going into halftime 17-10. The biggest question for this Jayhawks defense is without a doubt their secondary. It's a group led by cornerback Kobe Bryant, and he is without a doubt the most talented member of this unit, However, he has had troubles with mental errors in the past. He has to really limit those errors this year to be the leader of this group and to propel this group to his level. He did have the interception last week. He, opens, he hopes to carry that momentum this week. But keep an eye on him because he does have a history of making mistakes. And when he does, he does look silly doing it. Moving on now to talk about the fighting Illini. I think I've said it a couple times now. It's their defense. That is the biggest point of emphasis for this game. Their new defensive coordinator, Aaron Henry, is going to need a better performance from that unit. They let up 28 points against Toledo last week. Toledo actually had three first downs within the plus 30-yard line that resulted in field goals. So one could argue that the total should have been higher for Toledo. You could also make the argument that the Illini are good at stopping offenses once they get into their territory. A good bend-but-don't-break type of style. However, I think the problem actually lies in Toledo not being able to finish drives. That has historically been a problem for them. And I don't think I'm ready to give Illinois credit for stopping a MAC conference team for field goals. Now, with that being said, the Toledo offense is the best in the MAC conference. I can say that confidently. The quarterback is probably the best in the MAC conference as well. And he does give a good preview for what they're going to see from Daniels. Now, Daquan Finn, the Toledo quarterback, he is not Jalen Daniels. Let me make that absolutely clear. He's a dual-threat quarterback who gives them a good idea for what type of style they're going to play. But Daquan Finn is an appetizer to the entree that is Jalen Daniels. So the defense, as much as they had a nice preview, they are going to have a higher level of skill to face this week. And they definitely need to step up if they want a chance to win this game. Moving a little bit more toward the offense for the Illini, this year's starting quarterback is Luke Altmeyer. He's an Ole Miss transfer, he threw for 211 yards on 18 completions, and he was actually Illinois' leading rusher last week with 69 yards on the ground. He's going to need some more help from his offensive line. He was pressured 13 times and sacked twice on 32 dropbacks last week. But I think the most evident problem with the Illini offense is the absence of Chase Brown and the resulting running game. Reggie Love third, and Josh McCray, they split carries last week. Reggie Love III was able to break off a 29-yard carry, but with his other 11 carries combined, he totaled 29 yards. Josh McCray was even less successful with only 30 yards on 11 tries. In the receiving core, it's a little bit brighter. Pat Bryant led that group last week with six catches, 64 yards, got both of Illinois' receiving touchdowns. Casey Washington and Isaiah Williams each had a pretty good game as well, totaling over 50 yards each. Williams... Isaiah Williams, he was actually the leading receiver for the Illini last year in receiving yards, touchdowns, and receptions. So it is nice to see that the other two are stepping up, and hopefully that will be a good receiving core for this Illini team for the whole season. Some key players to watch on defense are Dylan Rosiak. He had a team-high eight total tackles last week. Tariq Barnes had seven total tackles and a sack. 
And Miles Scott, he added a 48-yard pick six. But a player that I really want to see step up this week is Jerzon Newton. He's a projected first-round pick for this year's NFL Draft. He was a second-team All-American last year. And he's really got to step up and give this KU offensive line a hard time. I mean, the running game, the run defense for Illinois last week was atrocious. KU has a much better running offense. He's really going to have to step, step up and make some havoc for that offensive line to deal with. With all that being said, neither team lived up to their full potential in week one, so it is a little bit difficult to project what they're going to do in this week's competition. However, I think the deciding factor is Jalen Daniels, and Jalen Daniels is health, I guess. Um, if he can come out and play 100% healthy and do all the things that he was able to do when he was healthy last, I mean, I think KU will do enough to win this game. However, if he's limited in any way, or worse, just doesn't play, I think Illinois will have just enough to squeak out a W. But... I mentioned earlier, I'm making these picks based on the belief that Daniels is going to play. He's going to play the whole game. I think keeping him out last week was mostly precautionary. They were playing in FCS school. I think he'll be ready to go this week. And if not, KU might be able to just rely on Devin Neal, the running back, to just wear down this Illini defense enough to get the win. My picks for this week, I parlayed the KU money line with Devin Neal over 73.5 rushing yards. Now, if you don't like the money line, you can definitely just back Neil for the over 73 and a half rushing yards. Or, I mean, if you don't like the rushing yards, I am totally comfortable with backing KU to cover minus three on its own if you don't like the idea of parlaying the money line with Neil Neil's rushing yards. I do think it's going to be a close game throughout, but I don't think Illinois is going to be able to hang with them for 60 minutes. I think KU is going to pull away in the latter half of the game, and I think they will cover the minus three. That's it for this episode. Enjoy tonight's game. I can't wait to watch it. Friday Night Lights, baby. Let's go.